interviewed by Channel 9 in Australia, which is their biggest TV outlet. Two weeks later, I was interviewed by Esvetsia in Moscow, which is their biggest media outlet. So it's been really an amazing kind of run for this thing, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, and I give Oliver and the producer, Rob Wilson, a lot of credit for this. Because in reality, see, they could be making much more money doing the feature film. I mean, a lot more, all right? But they decided to go ahead and spend all this time, and I'm talking years, because it took three years to put this thing together, all the way from the beginning when we started doing the scripts, you know. And I mean, you, you can't even really say how much of it is, because even for you, you the years that you spent on it just to get have the understanding of the, the literature yes, as a whole, right. it's like you can't even yeah. really quantify right. it. Yeah. And, but I'm talking about from their point of view, you know, and, and a very important thing was the con debut. All right. Uh, everyone knows anything that film, but that's the biggest film festival that there is. The biggest film sales um, bazaar that you have in the world. And, and when Oliver got in there, and you can see the clips on YouTube. They put him in the in the largest amphitheater, which I think is twenty one hundred people. All right, and he got a huge standing ovation. You know when they introduced him at the Cannes Film Festival, and I love what he said in his speech. Okay, uh, if you remember, he said, "You know, conspiracy theory has now been transformed into conspiracy fact." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That was a nice way of shoving it in the in the mainstream media's faces, you know. Yeah. So, ha have you found that the French or the, the 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 French and other foreign journalists that you've talked to, do they seem more receptive to this and less? Oh yeah, less I, there's, there's no question about it. There isn't any question about it. If you if you go internationally, you know, if you like, and then I like I said, I've done several of these interviews, international interviews. You know, the, the, the last one me and Oliver did with the, this lady from Canada, and she says, why does anybody even talk about the war report anymore? And I said, well, unfortunately, this is what the mainstream media always uses, okay, as their standard, is the war report. I agree with you. We shouldn't be talking about the war report. The only way should we should be talking about the war report is certain pieces of information that are in the one commission volumes. That's it. But as far as their conclusions go, we shouldn't even be talking about them, okay? And and that's really the the see if like the interviews I did in Russia, the interviews I did in Australia, the interviews I did in France, you know, I they didn't even mention the war report, you know. But in the United States, you know, we we have to give it some lip service because the mainstream media. Uh, still upholds it to this day, which I think is bizarre. It is bizarre because if you look back on the way JFK was treated, and it was, you know, there was a, a concerted media campaign, presumably directed by intelligence agencies in, in some way. If, but even then, if you look at the coverage of it, there was actually more discussion and there were some reviewers who even like even though they were pressured probably in some ways they wrote good reviews of it and and they stood out and it was a, it was really discussed a lot 
Um, <clears throat> it's amazing how the documentary is less, it's not dramatized, so it can't be, it's not a dramatization, it can't be attacked on that way. But they mostly didn't discuss it, even though not only is it not dramatized, but it also is draws from a lot more evidence than was available the first time around. And they didn't even talk about it. I think that this is a function of the fact that the U.S., the whole project of the U.S. as the globe. I mean, because when you're talking about the Kennedy assassination, you're really talking about something very intimately connected to the U.S. global imperial project. And now that it's do not doing so well, it's like they can't even really handle the pretense of free speech and free open discussion about things. Did was there any discussion among people about trying to draw in the the, the present day, day troubles to the to the assassination, or how did you guys speak about it in in in, the, in, in these areas? Well, what we tried to do, and at least what I tried to do, because Oliver did more interviews than I did, but I. I didn't get to see all of his, you know, uh, is that we, uh, we, what we tried to do was to essentially talk about the, uh, the fact that Kennedy was actually killed by a conspiracy. All right. I didn't even give any lip service at all to the single bullet theory or anything like that. Cause I think we more or less demolished the single bullet theory in in, in in the film and uh, and we tried to say you know the question becomes then well why okay what was the, and which is what which is what should have been the question from the beginning you know that should have been the question from the beginning you know uh, and so I tried to talk about some of the things that Kennedy was trying to do uh, that's went against the grain, you know, and, and, and I, and I tried to talk about what happened afterwards. Cause if you see the long version of the film, which is JFK destiny betrayed, the long version is four hours. Okay. We really, in that one, we tried to put a structure together that said before during, after, okay? And we tried to make it as simple as we possibly could to understand, you know, what Kennedy was doing and then what happened afterwards, okay? And in most of my interviews, that's what I tried to get. Even in the Channel 9 interview, they even asked me, do you believe the CIA was involved in the Kennedy assassination? I was kind of taken aback by <laughs> You know, like here's the number one broadcaster in Australia saying, do you think the CIA was involved in the Kennedy assassination? Okay. I go, I mean, only in Australia could I get a question like that. All right. Well, you so, know, the, the CIA got rid of one of their uh, prime ministers, <laughs> yeah. go, go Whitlam, right? Uh, back right. in like 1975. <laughs> they so, were about to, the day that they dismissed him, they were going to have hearings in the Australian parliament about, the CIA and the Nugent Hand Bank's involvement in corrupting Australian labor unions. Uh -huh. And then they just yeah. dissolve the parliament and the crown, a representative of the English crown steps in and says like, I declare you are no longer prime minister. And that was it. It was, that was done. And he was an old OSS guy. So the Australians should know, should have some common sense about this. That was just an excerpt from the American exception podcast to hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes 
please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash American Exception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. empire.